Welcome back to the Youth Bible in One Year, day 256. Did you know that Jesus Christ lives in you? He lives in you through his Holy Spirit. And when we realize this, it truly transforms our lives. Because then we can live in freedom. We can be looking for the guidance from him and also always have the option of turning back to him immediately. So let's see what our Bible passages have to say to us today about the fact that Jesus Christ lives in us. I brought in a boxing glove as a visual aid. I dangled the glove and showed how ineffective it was without a hand in it. Then I put my hand in the glove, made a fist and punched the air so that everyone could see the difference it made to the power of the glove. I was speaking at a prison for teenagers in Oxford. I was a theological student at the time and was given the opportunity to speak in a chapel service. The prison chaplain at the detention centre, who was helping with my training, pointed out that it was an inappropriate illustration for a prison, since it might suggest that Jesus and violence were closely associated. Apart from that, he agreed that it was a good analogy. What I was trying to illustrate was the difference it makes when Jesus Christ comes to live in you by his Spirit. Without him, we are weak like the glove without the hand in it. But when Jesus Christ comes to live within you, you have God's power in your life. If you realize this, it will transform the way you live your life. From Proverbs 22. Pay attention and turn your ear to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach, for it is pleasing when you keep them in your heart and have all of them ready on your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. Have I not written thirty sayings for you, sayings of counsel and knowledge, teaching you to be honest and to speak the truth? Do not exploit the poor because they are poor, for the Lord will take up their case. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person, or you may learn their ways. Do not be one who shakes hands in pledge or puts up security for debts, if you lack the means to pay. Fill your heart with God's wisdom. How healthy is your heart? Have you filled it with God's wisdom? Just as what you put in your mouth affects the health of your body, what you put in your heart really matters. The writer urges you to keep the wisdom of God's word in your heart, to treasure its sweetness deep within, to have it ready on your lips so that your foundation is trust in God. As you learn the wisdom of Scripture, for example, by memorizing Bible verses, your trust in the Lord is deepened. He then lists 30 principles, tested guidelines to live by. These are 30 truths that work, the first few of which are in today's passage. First, how you treat the poor and needy. Be kind. Don't exploit them. Don't crush them. Second, how to avoid becoming ensnared by anger and a bad temper. Bad temper is contagious. Don't get infected. Third, warning against gambling and practical advice on how to avoid getting into debt. Don't put up security for other people's debts. These sayings are wise principles that help you to live well. The heart of wisdom is more than good advice. It's about putting your trust in the Lord. In the New Testament, we learn that Jesus is the wisdom of God. Because Jesus lives in you, You have the wisdom of God in your heart. 
Lord, thank you that you live in my heart by your Spirit. Thank you for the power of the Word of God. Help me to read it, learn it, meditate on it, and have your words ready on my lips that my trust may be in you, the Lord Jesus Christ. New Testament from 2 Corinthians 13 Since you are demanding proof that Christ is speaking through me, he is not weak in dealing with you, but is powerful among you. For to be sure, he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by God's power. Likewise, we are weak in him, yet by God's power we will live with him in our dealing with you. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All God's people here send their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Realize that Christ Jesus is in you. Do you realize that Christ Jesus lives within you? The Apostle Paul had no doubt that Jesus Christ was living in him. He realized that in the words he spoke to the Corinthians, Christ is speaking through me. Paul had the advantage of meeting the risen Jesus. He was able to write with great confidence to be sure he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by God's power. Likewise, we are weak in him, but by God's power we will live with him to serve you. Self-examination is important and is totally different from self-condemnation. He urges them to examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. The purpose of self-examination is so that we can see what is wrong in our lives, admit it, turn from it, and be set free by Jesus. Paul urged the Corinthians to realize that just as Jesus Christ lived in him, so too Jesus Christ is in you. Paul talks far more often about us being in Christ than Christ in us. Nevertheless, the passages in which he puts it the other way around are remarkable. In Colossians, Paul writes, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And here too, he writes about Christ being in you and the difference it makes. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? This is what turns our weakness into strength. This is why he prayed for their perfection and was able to urge them to aim for perfection. Of course, none of us will reach perfection in this life. Being a perfectionist is unhealthy. But we can all aim to live in a perfect relationship with God and with one another. He appealed to them, be of one mind, live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. How is this possible? Paul ends with the words of the grace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The whole Trinity is involved. It's the amazing grace of Jesus that enables us to be constantly forgiven and cleansed. It's the extravagant love of God the Father filling our hearts that enables us to aim for perfect love. It's the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit of Jesus living in us that enables imperfect people 
to grow into maturity and one day see him face to face. Only then will we reach perfection. Lord, thank you that you live within me. May your amazing grace flow out of everything I do. Fill me today with the knowledge of your extravagant love and the intimate friendship of your Holy Spirit. Old Testament from Isaiah 30 to 32 Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. The moon will shine like the sun, and the sunlight will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven full days, when the Lord binds up the bruises of his people and heals the wounds he inflicted. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, who rely on horses, who trust in the multitude of their chariots and in the great strength of their horsemen. But do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek help from the Lord. Like birds hovering overhead, the Lord Almighty will shield Jerusalem. He will shield it and deliver it. He will pass over it and will rescue it. The fortress will be abandoned till the Spirit is poured on us from on high. The Lord's justice will dwell in the desert. His righteousness live in the fertile field. The fruit of that righteousness will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. Know God's love poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. It's the result of Pentecost that the Spirit of Christ comes to live within you. God's love for you is poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit of Jesus. It's his Spirit who gives you the realization that you are a child of God and that Christ lives in you. In this passage, Isaiah sees six pictures of God. First, teacher. The Lord is your teacher. He teaches you through the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. It's often through the hard times in our lives that we learn the most. Jesus described himself as your Lord and teacher. Second, guide. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you along the narrow road that leads to life. Third, healer. The Lord binds up the bruises of his people and heals the wounds. So often when people meet Jesus for the first time, they experience healing of hurt and pain from the past. This healing is a lifelong process. Fourth, king. Jesus is the king who will rule in the right way and his leaders will carry out justice. He rules our lives through the Holy Spirit who lives within us. Fifth, wisdom. He's the source of our wisdom. Isaiah warns against trusting in our own strength rather than looking to the Holy One of Israel and seeking help from the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the source of wisdom in our lives. Sixth, mother. He's like a mother bird who will shield Jerusalem and deliver it. God is both a father and a mother to us. The Holy Spirit is often associated with the feminine side of God's nature. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. Through the Holy Spirit, Jesus comes to live within you. The prophet Isaiah seems to have caught a glimpse of the day of Pentecost when the Spirit is poured down on us from above. The Spirit is poured upon us from on high. Justice, righteousness, peace, quietness and confidence forever, secure, undisturbed, places of rest. How blessed you will be. 
the outpouring of the Spirit leads to great fruitfulness, righteousness and peace, quietness, confidence, security and rest. It leads to generous sowing and freedom. God promises that if you walk by the Holy Spirit, you will enjoy great blessings in this life and into eternity. Lord, thank you for the privilege of living in the age of the Spirit, an age that the prophet Isaiah only glimpsed. Thank you that now I can experience it to the full as Jesus Christ lives within me by his Spirit. Pepper adds, In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, it says, Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. I'm always interested that the voice is behind you and not ahead of you. You have to take that step of faith, not necessarily knowing where you're going. You may be stepping out into the unknown, but as you do so, you're listening very carefully to that voice just behind you, whispering in your ear, saying, Keep going. This is the way. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you live in me. Thank you that you're always with me. I'm sorry for where I haven't realized this, and I've turned away from you anyway. Forgive me now. Lord, please help me into the future to realize that you are always there for me. You're living inside of me, slowly transforming my life to be more like you. Fill me with your spirit today and guide me in your ways.